Welcome to the Business Blast Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. This episode is brought to you by Authors Unite. Authors Unite makes the process of becoming a published best-selling author as simple as sipping your morning cup of coffee. You can learn more about Authors Unite at AuthorsUnite.com. Now, let's jump into the episode. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. Today, we have Katie Blomquist with us. She is the founder and executive director of the nonprofit Going Places. So welcome to the show, Katie. Thank you for having me. Of course. And uh, so Going Places, the uh, what's like the mission of Going Places? So our mission at Going Places is to provide disadvantaged kids with the most basic childhood right, which is a right to joy. And we do that by providing every single child in a low-income school, an elementary school, with a new bike lock and helmet. So that's 300, mm. 400, 600 kids at once. Wow. that That is awesome. I'm excited for all your answers to the questions uh, on the podcast. That is an incredible uh, mission. So I'll definitely make sure to link that uh, in the uh, show notes. Um, so to dive in, uh, the first question that I have for you besides that is what's the best story from your life that has an underlying valuable message? Well, actually it's the story that the reason it's how going places was founded is actually my best story in my life. I was kind of having a hard time finding my place in this world. I had gotten my, um, my master's in elementary education after having left a career of marketing and advertising. And I still wasn't sure if I was really making a difference or doing what I was supposed to do. And I felt like there was something more. And I just decided after a little boy in my class, my first grade class inspired me by asking me for a bike for his birthday. And I thought, Oh my gosh, he's never a bike. And I, it's what led me to do a GoFundMe, and I ended up raising over $80,000 in about four months and got all 650 kids in my low-income, high-poverty elementary school a new bike lock and helmet. And so the fact that, you know, had I not taken that risk and I thought, oh, I, you know, I'll never be able to raise that much money or this seems impossible, you know, had I not done that, uh, you know, I would have never been led to found my nonprofit and do what I'm doing now. So really the underlying message is don't, don't miss out on a huge opportunity because it's a huge risk because it's those great risks that lead to those great rewards. And what's the most valuable piece of information we should know that's within your expertise or industry? I find that a huge part of why I think my initial GoFundMe went viral and it did so well was because I could speak well about it on camera. I think, you know, if you're not someone that is able to or likes to speak on camera or live or in front of large crowds, then you should find somebody else to kind of represent your your program or your nonprofit or your business because I was genuine, you know, in my emotions about the reason why I did what I was doing. And, you know, now with going places, why I'm doing it. And I think people 
felt the genuine connection in what I was saying and they felt connected to me, which made them want to be part of it. So I think that that's been a huge, huge, um, you know, I hate to say selling point, but it's, it's what got people to want to be part of us was that they felt my, they felt in tune to what I was doing because it reminded them of their own lives. No, definitely. And thank you so much for sharing that because really in situations like that, like it's not even like you said, like it's not even selling because really like the best sales pitch is just true, authentic value. And that's what you did. Right. And that's why it was able to spread so much because you really weren't trying to like sell anyone on anything. You were just saying like, Hey, this is my nonprofit. I'm deeply uh, invested in this and people could really feel your emotion and how much you cared. And then that got them to care. So I really appreciate you sharing that tip. That's true. I mean, I can't tell tell you how many times I've like cried on camera talking about it because I get so like worked up because it's all true raw emotions and about, you know, the underprivileged lives and the hard lives a lot of these kids have and that a bike gives them freedom and escape from those lives. And it's so much more than what, you know, we think it is as just this toy because I've seen it firsthand having been a teacher in those rough schools and so people really do relate to that so i think you know in in businesses no matter what people are you know their businesses you need to be able to speak about it genuinely with uh, upbeat expressions and people will connect to whatever you're talking about and what's your so it might be a similar answer but what's your best piece of overall business advice so not necessarily like industry specific um, no, that's actually my, my best piece of uh, overall business advice is to love what you do or, you know, you're not going to do it very well or for very long. You know, I used to do marketing and advertising back in my 20s before digital marketing even existed. And I hated it. I mean, I used to go into work every day with that pit in my stomach. And I thought, oh, my gosh, like, I'm 25. How, can, how am I going to do this for the rest of my life? And you know, I, I feel like so many people just get stuck in that and they, they don't, it's, it's too hard. It's too risky to switch careers. Well, I've changed careers three times and I just turned 35. You know, it's just, you, you're not, you can always find something else to do. Maybe you have to be a waiter or a waitress for a bit. Maybe you have to nanny for a little bit until you find the right thing, but there are things out there for you to do till you find what you want to do. But to be in a job you hate and then find yourself at 65 and be like, well, I can't switch jobs now. I mean, that's no way to live life. Yes. If you don't love it, it's not going to last. I agree. Um, and if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that be? So I always thought that a power woman was this very cutthroat corporate America um, businesswoman that I – am not. You know, when I was in marketing and advertising, I would see these women who were, you know, I guess the age I am now, but when I was like 22 and I thought, oh my gosh, and they're so, they have this edge about them that I don't have in me. Like I, I, I'm the same person in business that I am in my personal life. My principal always said it was the, it was the best thing about me because I was the same, who I was as a teacher was who I was in real life. Like I, I didn't, I don't, I don't know how to switch roles. And, you know, I thought, oh, I'm never going to be successful 
in the corporate world because I'm not this businesswoman. But now that I found, you know, a, a power woman isn't necessarily that cutthroat corporate woman. You know, it's it's someone that is strong and it's someone that can get things done. It's someone that's nice. It's someone that believes in something. It's so much more than what I thought it was. So I always thought, well, I'm not a power woman. I'm not, I'm never going to be this businesswoman, but I am. I'm just, it's just not the definition I thought it was. And going a slightly different route, in your opinion, what's the key to happiness? So I feel like being happy in life, you, in order to be personally and professionally happy, you need to you need to like, for me, it's making my own schedule. It's taking time for myself, for my family, for my friends. It's traveling. It's enjoying the community I live in. It's, you know, not wasting days, just staying inside. You know, it's, it's the idea of not taking risks. I can't even imagine it's, you know, it's doing things. It's getting out there. It's doing things for you. And for me, having my own schedule and, my own, you know, I don't have to ever answer to anybody else that working for myself and bringing happiness to other people that for me has been my personal key to happiness. And what's your favorite quote and why? So this quote I, I love, and I kind of feel like it represents how I've always lived my life. And it's just so interesting. Um, it says, some of us are stuck in if only living lives marked by regret. Just think your what if might influence one person who might go on to influence 1 million people. That's by Mark Batterson. And so I have always been someone that cannot live in that. What if, you know, I, someone who has always taken risks, whether it be telling, you know, I can't not tell someone, you know, what I'm thinking or feeling. I've lived in three states as an adult. I've had three careers as an adult. The minute an opportunity comes, if I don't take it, I'm going to always live in that what if, and I can't handle that idea of that regret of what if I had done that? What would my life have been like? I figured just do it. And then if it doesn't work out, then you can always scoop back into the life you were leading, but at least now you'll know instead of wondering, playing it safe. And so when I found that quote, I thought, gosh, that completely in, completely encompasses how I have always lived my life. And so I think it's just a really good way to think about, you know, we don't, who wants to be stuck in an if only way of life? Who wants to be, you know, at the end of their life thinking, gosh, if only I had, you know, tried a few more things. If only I had taken that one risk, what would have happened? Because I think about, look at my risk. I left a teaching job with stable benefits. I mean, teaching thought a huge income, but at least it was stable to found a nonprofit, run it full time. And with this $1.7 million goal, that's based on me solely alone to raise, but I did it and it's been really successful. And we're about to have our next bike reveal and give 300 kids bikes, locks and helmets. And, you know, had it, what if I had been too afraid to take that risk? You know, it just, it, none of this would be happening. Yes. And Katie, thank you so much for coming on. I, I really do. I love your message and I love your nonprofits uh, message. The last question I have for you before we let you go is where's the best place for people to find you online? So we have a couple of options. You can go to our website, which is 
www.goingplacesnonprofit.org. You can find us on Facebook at Going Places Nonprofit or Instagram, going underscore places underscore nonprofit or on LinkedIn. And it's just my name, Katie Blumquist. Perfect. Thanks again for coming on, Katie. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me.